I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Brett Baer, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, August 2nd, 2021. I'm Simon Owen. As the Delta variant of the coronavirus spreads around the world, Israel is turning to third doses of COVID-19 vaccines. What we know so far about booster shots. You had one shot that primed the pump. The second shot enameled the pump or created a durable immunity. A third shot would be for the purpose of instigating more neutralizing antibodies, more protection. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Seven months after Israel launched one of the world's fastest COVID-19 vaccination campaigns, the country is entering a new phase in its rollout. (laughs) At a medical centre in the town of Ramat Gan, President Isaac Herzog rolled up his sleeve and received a third dose. We are beginning the booster um, vaccination which is so vital to enable normal circumstances of life as much as possible in this very challenging pandemic which society and humanity is faced with. The booster vaccine is now being offered in Israel to everyone over the age of 60 who had their second shot at least five months ago. I feel excellent. I also felt very good after the first two vaccinations. And if we'll need a fourth vaccination, also no problem. It's such a small thing. And, and, and again, I think the fact that we can have the vaccinations is, is just a huge right that we, we get and we should use it. I just uh, vaccinated and uh, I uh, decided to get the vaccine because the side effects of the vaccine is so smaller than the uh, side effects of the uh, sickness itself. But how much do we know about whether a booster shot is needed and could supplies be better deployed elsewhere? Drug maker Pfizer says third doses will likely be useful. But US authorities say at this stage there's insufficient data to know for sure. Israel saw uh, what we call a signal, a signal that over uh, several months there may be a diminishing of protection of the Pfizer vaccine. Dr. Mark Siegel is a Fox News medical contributor. Two shots of the Pfizer vaccine uh, in protecting against milder asymptomatic infection in the elderly and the immunocompromised. Certainly the issue of the immunocompromised is not a surprise. Uh, and they've, but they've also started to uh, instigate a third shot in seniors as well. That's something that we're, we're looking at very carefully here in the United States. Um, there's a question of whether we should just assume the Israel data, but we don't usually do that. Of course, in this case, Israel has been almost like a, like a huge laboratory for Pfizer, and we're clearly very involved with using the Pfizer vaccine. So I happen to think we'll have a low threshold here for starting boosters ourselves. But I talked to the head of the CDC, Walensky, last week about this exact issue, and she said that pouring through our data, we haven't yet seen a, quote, signal. A signal would be a fall off in immunity. Now, one last thing. Immunity is very complicated. It isn't just one thing. It's how, how well the vaccine is protecting against hospitalization and severe outcomes such as death, how well the vaccine is protecting against mild cases, how well the vaccine is protecting against trans 
transmissibility? And then on a micro level, what antibodies are you making and how long do they last? It isn't just one antibody. It's neutralizing antibodies. It's T cells. It's memory cells in the bone marrow. All of that plays a role, and all of that has to be factored into determining whether immunity is waning. Okay, so just to dig into some of that, when we talk about a, a booster shot in medicine, what, what, what do you mean by that? What does it mean? A booster shot is, is just what it sounds like. You know, you had one shot that primed the pump. The second shot enameled the pump or co- created a durable immunity. A third shot would be for the purpose of, of instigating more neutralizing antibodies, more, more, more protection. And one of the things that's interesting here is, and not being spoken about, is that one of the reasons we'd be thinking about this is because there's a lot of virus around, and specifically the Delta variant, which is problematic and not a good 100% fit for the vaccine. So essentially, we're stressing the vaccine with the Delta variant, the more of it that's around. And, and the stress onto the vaccine looks awfully good for the vaccine, but not 100%. The more virus you encounter in a daily, in a day, the more protection you'd want against it. And so if, if, if there was no Delta variant around, we probably wouldn't even be having this discussion. We might say, well, we think the vaccine is waning, waning but we can study that over time. The imperative here is because of the Delta variant. So we have this situation where a more contagious variant is now causing additional headaches, and that perhaps has led to Israel taking this decision. And Israel is one of the first countries to start a really fast vaccine rollout is also presumably, I mean, it's just further down the line. Its population has had the vaccine for much longer than in many other countries. Well, that's the key point, because they were giving it in January and December. We started giving it in December. I took it in December and January. People like me are keeping a close eye on this whole issue, because we're not talking about giving boosters to those who've had it in May. We're talking about uh, giving boosters to those potentially elderly or, or immunocompromised who had it in December and January. And again, to emphasize this point, because people keep hearing breakthrough infections and they think the vaccine's not working. Actually, that's a sign the vaccine is working because the numbers that are exposed versus the numbers that have breakthrough infection and the severity of the breakthrough infections being very, very mild actually are a sign the vaccine's working. In other words, if you say that a vaccine is working 85%, that means that if you have close exposure to the virus, 15% are not going to, it's not going to work. And how, how much do we know about whether a booster shot is needed in this case? Well, we only know what we're learning from uh, Israel uh, and the United Kingdom to a lesser extent. And, and I think uh, my feeling is that a booster shot will be needed as l- unless the Delta variant suddenly goes away. So we have a vaccine that's not a perfect protection. And given the high degree of transmissibility, we need everything we can get. So it would meet, it seem to me to be a no-brainer that we're heading in the direction of a booster. Now, one of the things they're studying is, does a booster give a boost? It's not automatic that giving another shot gives you a boost. It likely does, though. And that's one of the reasons I think we're going to end up using it, that it actually enhances the immune response. The next question might be, 
how quickly can we get enough doses? We just bought another 200 million doses here in the United States. You know, can we use those as boosters? Is there any special thing we need to do differently with a booster? And then the question that's on everybody's mind is, well, if Pfizer, for example, is actually retooling their vaccine to cover the Delta variant specifically, including the mutations, would we be better off waiting for that formula, formula to come out? But that may take a few months. You've been listening to Dr. Mark Siegel, Fox News medical contributor. We'll be right back. And so Israel then, with only partial data, has, just, has made this call and decided to go ahead um, with these. What are the authorities in the U.S. saying? Because presumably they may have to make a similar decision. Well, again, uh, you know, there's a couple of answers to that. First, Pfizer came to, you know, the upper echelon of thinkers uh, in this situation. You know, CDC, Dr. Fauci, they all met with Pfizer and they weren't convinced that the data showed a need for a booster a few weeks ago. I talked to Dr. Walensky last week, as I said, and she said they don't see a signal yet in in our data here. But there, there, there's rumblings that that may be in the process of changing. If data emerges, they're going to jump on it and, and start calling for a booster over the next couple of weeks. You know, they're, they're taking the Israel situation very seriously. My prediction is we're going to end up with a booster. How much of a challenge does that present the Biden administration, which is at present still pleading with people to get first and second shots? Is it possible that the prospect of them being told you'll then need a third one five or six months down the line, potentially unappealing to some people, do you think? Well, you know, um, it depends on how that's messaged. I mean, let's hope they message it the way that I'm trying to do it right now, which is to say, look, this is becoming an issue, not because the vaccine is inferior, but because the Delta variant is flying around. So the more transmissible a virus is, the more challenged it is to a vaccine. And the more you're encountering it, the more the vaccine is a shield or a barrier. So it's a very effective vaccine. I mean, I'm much more interested in the idea that it that it gives you an you know an 85 to 95 percent protection, uh, 95 or more against severe infection than I am on how long it lasts. If it's easy enough to get a booster, I don't think we're talking five or six months. I think we're talking nine months to a year. I think. And, and by the way, we're still only talking about high-risk groups. We still, we're still talking about the elderly here, those over 60, 65, or 70, who would typically have a waning immunity. You, you may not know this, Simon, but in fact, that's the flu shot. The flu shot d- doesn't last more than nine months. We don't know that but because the flu season goes away, and we're not even concerned about it. Now, this vaccine is way more effective than the flu vaccine. We tolerate a vaccine every year that gives us 40 to 50 percent protection against the flu, this, this vaccine is 90, 95% protection. The, the, the idea of having to get a booster is, you know, it's almost like, I don't mean to minimize it, but it's, if, if the effectiveness lasts nine months and you need another shot or even a year, that's still pretty good. And is there an international ethical angle to this as well? Because we're here talking about countries like Israel, the US, the UK, richer countries administering these third doses at a time when we also hear about much of the developing world where people are still waiting to get a first shot, let alone a third. Why does the World Health Organization say 
these richer countries should be prioritizing helping poorer countries before helping themselves? This is a really important question, and I'm going to have to give you a wide-angled answer to it. Um, First of all, we don't want the vaccine to wear off. So we may be the richest country in the world. Actually, I don't think we are, but we could be. Uh, or for China, but but um, we're probably not the richest country in the world. But we but we certainly bought a lot into this vaccine, both in the prior administration and this one. And the the first need for a booster is you don't want to lose the benefit of the two shots if it starts to wane. But the larger picture here you made, I agree with, which is essentially, if Africa has a one percent vaccination rate and India ten percent, despite COVID Shield, which produces a lot of the world's vaccines. How ironic is that? And variants spin out of these countries because they don't have a high vaccination rate, which increases the viral load, the virus circulating and the chances of a variant emerging. How ironic is that if we end up with a variant that eludes our vaccine here, that we're busy vaccinating way more or in the UK or in Israel. So we have to look at this in a global way and we have to figure out a way to get the whole world vaccinated. It's not going to be enough just to vaccinate ourselves. But I do think that, you know, there's also business issues at stake here. And I think we're entitled to the vaccines that work for us, especially if we can afford them, but we shouldn't be discarding them. The throwing away of vaccines here is an enormous and disturbing problem. So let me just ask you one more then about this about this question of, so, so you mentioned COVAX and, and Gavi and these schemes to, to get vaccines to, to poorer countries. And they were sort of announced with a lot of fanfare and a great deal of hope that they might be part of the solution to unlocking the, the, the pandemic and, and settling the situation. Are you disappointed that they've gone the way they have, which is they haven't been as successful as people had hoped? I'm very disappointed. And, you know, I'm already tainted against the WHO from their horrendous handling of the pandemic and the fact that they've been in the pocket of China and the whole uh, they're so tainted, the WHO. Uh, Of course, COVAX is a separate issue. And I'm not saying that 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 that's related to the politicization of the pandemic by the WHO at all. Uh, I don't know. I, I am disappointed, but I don't necessarily place the blame on those organizations. I think it's a matter of scarcity of supply. And I don't think the world has understood enough just how careful you got to be with these vaccines. So I think it's more what you said at the beginning, rich companies, rich countries are buying them up. Poor countries can't get them. There's not enough supply available. That will be overcome over time. It's just taking too long and it's putting the health of the world at risk. Dr. Siegel, thanks very much for your time. Thank you, Simon. Good talking to you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.